Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. And maybe we could keep in touch like they did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. And I wish you well. Oh, Ooh, a lot of open mouth from Rory this morning. Dude, a lot of open mouth these days. Remember when I open mouth kissed Jay Larson? I remember it so much, and it was so funny. I miss Jay. There's people I miss. I need to call. Not him. me. I'm sure. Not me. Yeah, you guys Doing just fine without him. Uh, <laughs> hey, before we jump in this show, you know we've we've promoted things we love, like um, what, what's the oh the rat race ninety seven nine the rat race. I don't know if we've promoted this enough. I feel like we probably mentioned it once. But if you're looking for something in your life to give you a seven-minute break from everything that's giving you anxiety and stressing you out, go to Corey Lukasik's Instagram and watch the dress-up game. And the most recent post he did was them going to a cute house. It, the dress-up game is a project that exists that I couldn't be more jealous I'm not a part of. Yeah, it's true. It's so it's fantastic. Good. It's fan. It's, it's so fantastic. simple. It's so yes. simple and so well executed. Yeah, which They're means good. it's not simple. The, anything that looks uh, simple YouTube is dress up gang and watch everything they've done. You will laugh at every single thing. I know. I know. I have a surprise for you, Roar, and then I know you have some stuff. Uh, no, you don't. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, first of all, we know this is coming to you a little bit later in the day. That's okay. You got some Carly Simon anticipation. We got uh, yeah. the bugs worked out, and we're up and rolling and giving you that podcast. So don't worry. We are here. All right, Roar. I have more than one, all but right. I'm going to save, just like a all good right, Jack Phillips right. story, I'm going to save save stuff that i've that i that i haven't heard and will never ever get to oh hear. also people messaged me um email the pen pals pod if you think you found jack phillips but somebody dm'd me and they found this ripped dude with a shaved head and they're like i think we've i think it was katie maybe from the facebook group it was like <laughs> i think we found jack phillips and you didn't <laughs> jack phillips had kind of like Mike Ditka, like slick back hair, and he had a mustache, and he was probably 5'10", and a little pudgy, and he he's exactly what this sounds like. That's what he... he I guarantee you, you think I this doesn't match? Let me tell you, the breeze matches so the close. drapes, okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm picturing it so close. He's always got like a couple crumbs on his tie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did he have facial hair? Yes, he a had a mustache. mustache. Yeah, Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. You come like, over here. Let me tell you. This. I'll never. I know I said it, but I, it it shook me to the core. He's like, nobody likes coffee. What do you mean? <laughs> if you're putting cream and sugar and all that crap, you don't like coffee. Blake. He's right. You order it, He's right. You like it. Everything Jackie else P. is just dress up. All right. That's right. Okay. He's right. 
He's right. Now look, in an effort to remind ourselves that the positive days will come again if we all work hard and are diligent in our social distancing, this was sent to us before that. I'm going to read it to you really quick. For immediate release, Dan and Rory. Sorry, Rory. Dan was here first, but your laugh is one of the greatest sounds I ever get to hear. That's see, We're still giving it. And I was bummed to hear I missed you in Cincinnati. Please come back for another show. Can't wait to see Robbie and your other work coming out. Take it sleazy and don't get caught watching the paint dry. Dan. Yes. Dan, I've been following you since Scarborough County and on to Dumb People Town slash Pen Pals. I can spot your voice in Bob's Burgers and even watched the movie Buckshot because you're in it. Buckshot, I wouldn't give that guy a ride to jail. Buckshot is the first short I ever made. Uh, I'm in it and I have story credit on it. And my buddy Josh Smith, if you're out there, brother, love you. Uh, he directed it. I wouldn't give that a uh, Your rendition of Mike was like that of Corey Feldman's portrayal of Teddy Duchamp. That's a high compliment dvk hi mark the actor of our generation you engage people and tell stories the the way i think i probably would but wind up weirding people out according to my wife who also jokes i hope about running away with you as you are the complete package i swear to god i did not read this that heavily to think that this was like a a me stroke fest uh but here we go this is the reason i picked it up Everybody gather around. Get your stroke in on Dan. Gather around. Daniel wants us to know about Daniel. <laughs> I swear. I promise. You know me. I, uh, okay, here we go. This is the reason. Enclosed, this is what was sent to us, okay. is a $20 gift card to Subway. 10 for Dan, 10 for Rory. My great hope is that you would both be having a famous meatball sub with mayo while watching Hoosiers or Back to the Future together. Why not stand by me? And posting a hilarious podcast episode with you and Rory's commentary. Thoughts and conversation, but a guy can dream. It was great to finally see you perform and meet you. I'm a big movie TV fan. You're the only performer I've... Okay, there's just more things that are going to make me feel uh, uncomfortable because they're nice. Uh, Look forward to continuing listeners. Sincerely, Tim and Sarah Buckley. But she didn't write a goddamn thing on this letter from Cincinnati. Sarah, Ohio. She, well, we don't know that. We don't know. She right. might have contributed. She might have told him to dick. To, she might have dictated. He, Maybe. he wrote it all down. So look, I got it right here. And I believe that there will be a day when you and I get to walk hand in hand into a subway, grab the door handle, go up to a sneeze guard that we're taller than and don't sneeze care. onto it. Sneeze onto it. Shake the guy's hand with the gloves on. And then get ourselves on And all of us just have a big old laugh together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the day that we spin that gift card, uh, you know, we obviously have to get the Aranka, that we have to each order the Aranka. I know. I'll do it. I will do it for you. I mean, I ate a cold Big Mac on stage for you. Here's what I want to say a lot of the listeners who, who sent pictures and messages of them trying the Aranka. Just want to note a lot of them. They wrote surprised. I actually liked it. It is good. Run it down for me again. It's just a meatball sub with mayo. I can't remember the specific bread, but it's a meatball sub with mayo on it. it now what? Okay, and so, believe me, I I believe everyone that goes that sounds disgusting. You're not wrong. On paper, it's the worst thing that's ever been written. Mm-hmm. But have you watched but, like the Great British British Bake Off or whatever? There's a lot of Great stuff. Great British that, Baking Show. We watch one episode a day. Daughter loves it. I'd love it too so much. My point is, is there's a lot of stuff on there that 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 uh, sounds gross and looks amazing. So and then becomes a work of art. Right. You're exactly right. So let me ask you really quick, and then I want to go on to your stuff. But yeah, what um, what is the bread you would choose if we got to walk arm in arm into a subway right now? Well, because you'd have now to. Now this choose was. One. So just to be just to this was in uh um, So this was just back in white and wheat days? I think it was because I when did they go all the crazy flavors? Because this was two thousand and two. Yeah, I feel like I was gonna guess two thousand five they went crazy flav on the uh bread. Yeah, so I think I was going uh white bread. But you, here's the thing, you're you're so drunk at the end of the night, you order that sandwich. And you got your your Cool Ranch Doritos, and you're just chomping. Here's the other thing. Throw some of those Cool Ranch Doritos no, on the sandwich. More. Smash it like Ali Sheedy. Is that her name? Yep. From good, Breakfast good Club. Pull. Yep. Good pull. Smash those chips right in there. Get a little crunch to that sandwich. Kick it up a notch. Okay. Bam! Emerald Lagasse. So you're probably going <laughs> white bread then? Italian white? 
white bread. I would go wheat. I mean, in the subway world, is there truly a difference? No, there they really just isn't. Cooked one a little bit longer, right? Yeah, that's exactly like ah, look, it's got a wheat color to it. Got a little <laughs> light brown dusting to show that it's it's healthy. Is wheat healthy? Is it healthy at all? Do we know wheat? Uh, yeah, it depends on the wheat, like what they've done to it. The wheat. You read subway? the book no. Sapiens. That book Sapiens talks about wheat and how we became uh, basically controlled by the plant wheat, thinking that it had this great benefit. And so we cleared fields and we all, it was the beginning of us altering the ecosystems all for wheat. Isn't that I'll fun? Read it. Dude, I, you know how many books I have fun? to read? 22. You have so many books to read. 22. Books I, to read? Yeah. Because I cleaned up, I, I got rid of a bookcase for a long time. I was like, I don't want this anymore. I can I condense a whole bunch of things. So then I was, I got rid of so much stuff, and I was like, these are all <clears> books I need to read, and then I can get rid of them or give them away or donate them. And it, the total yes. number is twenty two. I love that. That was a week and I a love half it. ago. I haven't started any. Okay, all right. <clears throat> let's go with your stuff. Ready? Are we going to the so, go? We're going to the go. Uh, this is not necessary. These are yeah, it, we are. You know what? Let's go to the letters. Nice. Yeah. We remotely ended up at our different batch. So knowing uh, the situation we're in and, uh, you know, you have the the box of uh, snail mail that we have been sent. Mm -hmm. uh, and I've got some here with me that I got from the road right before uh, canceling the tour and quarantining. So uh, this is to the pen pals from Jessica, hand delivered to Rory in Columbia, South Carolina, these are just quick hits. These are some couple quick hits okay. here. Okay. All right. Dear Raniel, I'm writing. Uh, I'm writing to you before seeing Rory in Columbia because I feel compelled to complete a personal circle. In January 2009, I first saw Rory here in Columbia at the insistence of our mutual friend Walker Barnes. Walker's a friend of mine. Uh, I'm saying that through being a fan of his, Rory, not Walker. What a jackass! I found pen pals, DBK, and this great community. One thing I love about the podcast is a perspective I share with y'all. We grow up in small towns and in the church, but took the be kind to each other message to heart and left becoming atheists, agnostic liberals who really want the best for this world. In my excitement for Rory's show, I did a deep hashtag re-rack of the podcast and got caught up in episode two, Karmic Crustaceans. In that, y'all called the ideas of karma and sin narcissistic because they prepared the idea of a giant scorekeeper in the sky. It got me thinking, because I've always considered prayer to be narcissistic, while I understand that it provides people comfort when they speak their minds to God, do they really think he'll listen? What are your thoughts on this? Does your heart break a little like mine does when someone sincerely says they'll pray for you or believe in God's plan? Thanks for the RRGTs, and please keep them coming. Your paller, Jessica. Quick hit on this one, uh, Jessica. I, I don't mean, I think we, we could dig deep, but I'll go quick with you. You go, go, I'll go, go. I'll go quick hits. That could be a deep hit, but quick hits for me. I think whatever people have out there that they talk to, they meditate with, they discuss, I think there is a an existence mentally uh, in the universe, maybe, that's above all of us, that's something we can communicate that's maybe real or not not real. My personal belief is, you know, uh, you do have to put plans into action. I don't think I don't think just saying stuff, whether it's a prayer or well wishes, just saying stuff is not enough. You've got to actually you got to actually put an action plan together and, and make things uh, happen. But I don't want to ever discourage anybody from you know their meditation or their mm -hmm. prayer or whatever it is. Um, I just still stand by my stance that. You know, b believe in what we want to believe, but just admit that we don't know anything and we aren't going to find anything out. <laughs> so, you, you know, know, you know, just what? be kind to people. It's a weird thing. I am the same way as you. I completely agree. If you have a thing that you put out into the universe that it doesn't harm anyone else and makes you feel better, go for it. And as long as it doesn't harm yourself, too. Yeah. But I kind of have that feeling, too. Like when somebody tells me they've gone through something... I don't want to say I'm praying for you because one, that isn't how I express my energy. And so I always respond like, 
you will be in my thoughts and I am sending positive vibes your way. And yeah. uh, or I'll say positive energy because sometimes vibes feels a little like immature. <laughs> I know exactly. I feel that I know but it's exactly. Also, but it's the same. Pl- it's, I'm, it's just a different word for the exact same feeling. It's yes. Vibes yes. just feels juvenile. But but it is the real thing of like, man, I'm going to just put some into the universe, whether it's the energy I can touch or the if it gets all the way to you or if it calms yes. you to know that somebody's out there putting that into the spiritual world of energy that that i'm just thinking of you that i am considering you and i i hope for you and and i but it is to to be clear when someone says thoughts and prayers when someone says positive vibes positive energy all of that is the same under certain contexts for instance if daniel says i am um i'm worried about a friend i'm worried about a friend back home and so you know I, I said, hey, man, I'm sending you all the positivity that I got. and Or, or if you said, hey, man, I'm going to keep you in my thoughts and prayers. What you're doing is just sending this positive vibe of that person perhaps feeling as though they have your attention. Mm-hmm. You understand their pain or whatever they're going through. It's a communication. It's in the context of saying if someone said – and here and the reason I'm going to talk about – I'm going to throw gun control out there is because that's when we hear thoughts and prayers so much. Right. But when someone says, hey, we got to do something about this gun issue in America, there's a certain group of people that you don't hear saying, yeah, man, I'm going to throw all the positive vibes and positive energy that I possibly can at the gun problem in America. And instead, they go, oh, no, this requires real actual Work. action. And, yeah. I, and I'm not preaching, hey, let's take people's guns away. I just mean in the greater context of people going, the system is broken about people's access to guns and how we change it. There are people going, oh, that requires a physical activity. Right. And then there's some people that go, hey, to all the victims out there, thoughts and prayers, but no physical action. That's not everybody who says thoughts right, and prayers. Right, We're not, right. there's, no, there's no everybody. There's no broad stroke of putting everyone in one category. Right. But you just don't hear a lot of people going, hey, positive energy towards this problem. Hey, thoughts and prayers towards people affected by this. It's like, well... There's also preventative measures that maybe you should put into right. effect. So to that end, I would say there is a difference between those things. But in most contexts, when you're trying to make someone feel better, all of those things fit into the same category for me. Because I I am not someone who goes, oh, thoughts and prayers are ridiculous. Like, I, I don't necessarily sit and pray. Right. So I don't say thoughts and prayers because it's just not applicable what I do. But I do try to meditate and set, kind of send out a positive energy, and I can't sit here and say any of that has this positive effect, but what does have the positive effect, what the actual substance of saying those things is, is not necessarily just sitting and meditating and doing them to yourself, but for Daniel to actually contact that friend via some means, some mm-hmm. means of communication to say, I am thinking about you. That is the positivity that lights up their soul to make them maybe feel better about the situation. Yeah. Now, if Daniel wanted to go one step further, sometimes you send people flowers. Sometimes people have a baby and you send them this basket of food so they don't have to make dinner for a while. Or when right, people are right. sick or when people are grieving. There's a reason why when people are grieving the loss of a loved one, so many people send these Tupperwares of food. That is a that is the physical form of thoughts, prayers, positive vibe, Agreed. positive energy. Agree. Yeah. The one other thing is like um, that uh, I think that this person touched on in there is just kind of like the uh, the, the narcissistic feeling of it, where it's like um, uh, I always wonder this: like if you're praying to quote unquote praying in a religious sense, a, a, an indoctrinated religious sense, you're praying to get an A on your test, and somewhere across the country, someone is praying that their mom doesn't die of cancer. The idea that you think, this is me, I'm sorry. My idea, my idea to me, and some people might, well, it's not crazy at all to me. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm just saying this is my hurdle. My hurdle is that there is a God who is weighing both of those things equally. That I'm like, that's, you think a lot of yourself in that test. Or you see this a lot with people who win a game, a sports game, and they think they thank God. But the other team prayed too. And then you get into, and this is the last thing I'll touch on, then you get into the people who then lose that game, even though they prayed to the same God, and they say, well, that's part of like God's plan. And I and it's you there's always this out. And I guess that's the scratch for me, where I'm like, it's 
life is part of the plan. I, I, I believe I like Prometheus, which puts me in the minority already, and maybe some people turn us off, but that movie Prometheus where it's like something just came here at one point and it created what we were and then or what we are and then it left and it no longer concerned itself with us at all. I I sign up for that being just I'm not saying more likely, but just as likely. And so Yeah. And so this whole thing that there's a plan, you know, if anybody hasn't listened to Tignataro's set from Largo where she talks about her cancer and her mom almost dying and her relationship ending. And to me, the best bit in that, it's so good that I have a bit that I've been working on where I almost have to talk about Tig in the bit, which I'm totally happy doing because that just makes me better to have Tig Notaro invoked in my own standup. But she says like, hey guys, I, I just almost, uh, I have cancer and my mom almost died and my girlfriend just broke up with me and she can feel the audience tighten up, right? And she says this great joke. She goes, oh, but don't worry guys, don't worry. I'm I'm okay because God never gives you anything more than you can handle. So this is all part of the plan. I'm sure there's some angels up there being like, God, God, back off on Tig. And he's saying, no, she can take a little bit more. <laughs> her, her mom almost died. Her girlfriend just left her. Don't give her I cancer. I think her mom, I think in the, the, the thing her mom had yeah, passed yeah, that's away all at the same time. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. she's saying like, so she's saying, and then she got that like super sick infection or whatever, I think. And so she was, and she's saying God is like, no, she can, she can yeah. take a little bit more. And so yeah. that's my whole thing is like, why does a 10 year old boy get cancer? Because God knew he could handle it. Like, right. Like, yes. And to me, that's. I'm not in trying to insult anybody, but that idea is ridiculous to me personally. And that's just, and that's okay. I'm not trying to hurt anybody else with it. I'm not trying to make anybody no. change the way they do things. I, I agree with you. I think it's this out of like not having to truly face the, 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 the face it to not have to like, you know, for, for some instances, there's some things that just can't be avoided. It's just so easy to go. Yeah. But it's a part of, God's plan. But what if you go, well, let's do the research. Could this have been prevented? Is this something right. we can, or right. because if you just go, it's a part of God's plan. It, to me, it just sounds, you know, maybe, maybe when we die, we find out it all was a part of God's plan. But to me, it just sounds a little bit lazy. It sounds a little bit like, yeah, well, it helps me. You know, oh, it's super sad. And for me right. to sort of face my own grief, I'd rather just say it's a part of God's plan. And that was supposed to happen where I just don't, I don't see it that way. I don't see that there's this great, I mean, literally I could just go out. I mean, if then, then, then should we be upset with Hitler because did he decide to do that stuff or did, was that God's plan that right. it should happen? And so Hitler's really just this, you know, this pawn in this story that was pre-written out. I mean, every tragedy, could we just look at it that way? Should we not be upset with, terrorists that attack our country on 9-11 because that god that god that was a part of god's plan so if we're mad at those terrorists it means we're really mad at god God, like it's his design but i think that but like i I think that but both of us would probably also say that if a person told you or i hey uh i love you guys i love the show i'm i'm a religious i'm a christian person um and i hear everything you're saying but at the same time when we lost my dad my faith in being able to just rely on the fact that God had a plan for me really helped me get through it. Both of us would go, then good. Great. Yeah. That like, I, I'm not trying Great. to take that away from you. I'm telling you how I personally feel about it, but, but you personally feel different. Those two things, just because two people are different doesn't mean either one of them is necessarily wrong. Sometimes one of them is very wrong, but it can also be like, that's just your process. It's usually when people write, Dear Daniel and Rory, but go ahead. <laughs> also, you just reminded me of the best joke when you were like, is the Holocaust, was that part of God's plan? Remember the Ricky Gervais from Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? He tells the joke to Jerry no, Seinfeld. What, what oh, is God. it? All right. So they, it's the Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. I think it's the second time Gervais is on. And he said, I heard this joke the other day, and it's the greatest joke I've ever heard ever. And Seinfeld goes, well, what is it? And so then, <laughs> I know, perfect. And then, Look at <laughs> Yours is better. So then Ricky Gervais goes, uh, a Holocaust survivor dies, okay? And uh, he lives a long life. He lives through the Holocaust, survivor, but later, late in his life, as an older man, he dies. And he goes, to, he goes up and he sees God, right? And he, he tells God a Holocaust joke. And God says, uh, you, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, that's not funny. You, you shouldn't make that joke. 
And the and the guy goes, uh, I guess you had to be there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. And there's so Look many at us layers. hitting up these quick hits. We're so fast. There's so many layers. I know we're only 26 minutes in. Uh, there's so many layers to that. I guess you had to be I love there. It. So maybe guess he wasn't there. there. It wasn't part of his plan. Uh, all right. I loved that. We, we, ta- we tapped Next, on Next. Okay. Thank you, Jessica, for passing it off to me. Next, real quick hit. Dear Rory and Daniel, I couldn't find any papers, so I stole this card from my mom's birthday card stash. Ooh. Okay. She wrote, uh, crossed out "Happy Birthday, Beautiful Girl" and left "Happy Birthday" and wrote "Podcast." Happy for a special podcast. Couldn't find any papers, so I stole this card from my mom's birthday card stash. I also couldn't think of any questions to ask you on the three and a half hour drive to Rory's show, <laughs> but I really wanted to be in the group of people that has handed you a letter. Daniel, I was going to go to your show in Austin this week, but my friend's dad died, so I'm going to spend time with her instead. End of letter, Nicole. So, okay. Nicole, lot of lot of hints that you are a good person. You drove three and a half hours to see me. I hope that was a good yeah, show. Yeah, some low or key I'll feel positive. Horrible, <laughs> and then uh, you you did the right thing. You missed Daniel's show to comfort your friend. When uh, I think Daniel would agree, the right thing to do is to take your friend to Daniel's show. Um, <laughs> but good for you. I hope your friend is feeling uh, better. Uh, and thank you for the. Uh, Thank you for that note, and thank you for coming to see me live. Everyone who comes out to those shows, I greatly appreciate it. It's how yeah. Daniel and I live our lives. It's our drug. Two things. Here we go. This Hold was on. handed to me. Hold on. Go ahead, go ahead. Two things I'll take go away ahead. from that, and then we'll take a break, and we'll just go to the letters because we're about halfway through anyway. Two, yeah. a, what a great button because, one, she had a friend who was in need of positive energy and thought, and she put action behind it, which is exactly action. what you're talking about. And then, yep. secondly, she wished us a happy birthday, and it made me realize, I think... If I had to guess, our our pen pal's birthday is July 11th. That's exactly right. I think it is, right? Because I didn't 4th of July fall on a Wednesday that year, so we waited a I week. I think so. I think you're right. July 11th. 7-11. 7-11 is our birthday. 7-11, folks. 7-11. 7-11. Yeah, so please get us a chili dog from 7-11 for our birthday. Okay, or uh, just start, or someone just rip off the Seven Eleven signage and make that into a shirt, and then if you if you know, you know. Um, okay, let's take uh, a quick. By break. the way, from Jessica, P.S. Please don't let Pal Nash think I actually hate Walker. You know how great he is. Got to make sure I put that in there. Okay. I don't want her and Walker having a ripped on something. Fair enough. All right, we'll take a quick break. Right. When we come back, we're going to get into another letter. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life, so there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film-nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love. 
and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. And we're back. Folks, we are back. Daniel and I have a very quick update that we're not going to go into too much depth. If you hear this episode and you like what we're about to tell you, then uh, pay close attention to how how to participate. But you're not going to hear any advertisements and you're not going to hear us mention it again. This um, is it. A new, there's a new podcast. It's called Secrets with Daniel and Rory. It is a podcast within a podcast. It exists in this world of pen pals. Uh, here's how it works. We're not going to talk about Mm-mm. it again. We're not going to mention it. If you want to know how to find it and you want to know about it, we are going to be reading your secrets. If you write us a secret, an email, you have to email us a secret. If you email a secret, you have to be able to read that secret in under 45 seconds. It's quick hit secrets. It's going to be short episodes and it's a little additional content we're doing right now. The way to send us a secret is by emailing Dan and Rory read secrets at gmail.com that is not an ampersand that is a n d dan and rory read secrets at gmail.com when you write us a secret that can be read in under 45 seconds you will then be notified when we are uh putting out an episode and uh where to find that episode we won't be talking about it ever again from this point on if it's mentioned in any letters (laughs) <laughs> if it's ever mentioned in letters, we probably won't. Uh, we probably will skip over that part of the uh, right. the letter. The only reason there we, we might is if we need more secrets. Also, as always, your anonymity will stay complete, beyond complete. It is going to be so. Write us. All you have to do is anything, just write your secret. Anything's a secret. Yep. That secret you you got to five or less people need to know about. It. Is that right, Daniel? Yes, like it could be something like your family knows or whatever, but it can't be something everyone who knows you knows. It should just be, and it can be anything too. You can be like, I stole Pringles in junior high, and I feel horrible about it. It could be like, I, I, I kidnapped my neighbor's dog. It's the greatest dog in the world. He didn't love it, and I kidnapped it, and I've never told anybody that that's how I got my dog. But that would also mean you were one of the only people who's actually ever rescued a dog. Okay, that's it. That's right. That's Subject it. to change, right, that's the only time you'll hear about it. Let's get into it. Okay. Now, I was handed this in Portland after my show in Portland not that long ago, I believe March 10th, which uh, to date is the last stand-up show that I have done Ooh, and yeah, will do was for quite la- some time. My last one was the 14th? Yeah. Yeah. This is... a. Uh, to our pen pals, Rory and Dan, love Danny and Kyle. And on the back, it says, out here on Titfuck Island. That's a reference to one of my jokes. Maybe that's a little harsh. And you go, whoa, I'm not trying to hear that kind of language. Well, I'm reading what was given to me. Um, I'm going to start. So each each of these people, Danny and Kyle, both wrote a an individual letter. Okay. So we're going to start right here. You ready? We're, we're about... 33 minutes in i'm gonna let you make the call and if we do one and then carry one over or we do both you're gonna you are steering let's, the let's ship see today, where this, let's see where this first one takes us okay no need to rush no need dear dear shmory schmovel and schmanuel schman schmirk i don't hate that i do all right I don't hate first it. of all, let's settle this whole business about the order of your names. Rory, <laughs> I found out about you first through your stand-up and from one of my favorite shows, Those Who Can't. Actually, I only started watching the show because you were in it. It's very nice. What a fun show. And I believe that show is now streaming. I don't know where, but check it out, Those Who Can't. Very funny. <laughs> Daniel, I found you through this podcast, so it only seems fair that Rory's name comes first. Either way, you are both tied for my favorite comedian very nice of you so many to choose from on to the meaty goodness a little bit about myself i am a substitute teacher in the seattle area and i coach three super rad lacrosse teams i live with my boyfriend who is a massage therapist as well as his brother and our two cats living in seattle is exactly what you'd expect it's expensive as hell gas costs an arm and a leg and homelessness is very prevalent 
I am very fortunate to have a roof over my head, clothes on my back, and food in my belly. Although I work four to five jobs in order to maintain the life I have in Seattle, I wouldn't change much about the way I make a living. This leads me to my big cue for you, too. If money was no object in our society, meaning it didn't exist, and we had no currency system in place, would you continue working as comedians or would you change how you spend every day in order to make a living? Would we ultimately become our hobbies? Would we fall back on trading things in order to uh, gain what we need? Would homelessness and poverty still exist? When I really think about it, I truly believe I would continue to coach and teach because those are my two passions, even if that meant I was doing my jobs for free. The kids I get to work with challenge me to be better at my job and give me the opportunity to learn more from them. What would you do? Thank you so much for taking the time to read my letter. I love listening to you two talk every week. You have a way of making your listeners feel like they really know you. All of my love, Danielle. You can definitely say it. Don't spray it. P.S. I bought that book Rory mentioned from the episode about um, Gabriel's horn. Einstein's dreams. Never in my life have I truly questioned hashtag when is what. Nice. That's a good letter. And I think also uh, very relevant Mm -hmm. to uh, a lot of us wondering what our economic system in the United States and globally is going to be like on the back end of whatever this time period we're currently existing in. Right. So um, I I've thought about it. I've I've often wondered what would it be like to do our jobs with no pay. First off, um, Daniel and I make very little doing this podcast and the Patreon. Not 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 enough to not. To be very clear, we didn't start this podcast because we thought we'd get rich and famous. Right. So, which kind of answers things, the letter? Things you kind of answers a letter. Things like this podcast are just so much fun to do. Mm-hmm. You know, we do make some money off of the the Patreon, uh, which is great. Um, but I think that if that was gone, I don't think we're not doing this show. I think we'd still be doing it we stumbled on something we enjoy doing Mm -hmm. and we see the results of it with our listeners and fans and um so to that to 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 start the answer of this question um yeah there there are a few things now stand-up would be an interesting system because i think stand-up could also you know i think people would still want live entertainment yeah people regardless yeah and at some point they had it and somehow they made, you know, I, I think you start to break down what, what it is you need. If money was no longer a thing, then I don't know that your expenses would be the same. So you would maybe perform services based on what you need in terms of a meal that night. A barter system, or, if you will. Yes. Um, but I, I think... I would maybe try to figure out what my I would maybe have other passions, but I think I'd still be wanting and willing to get on stage and perform because it, it isn't necessarily the money that inspires me to do it. When any stand-up comic gets into stand-up, they're definitely not doing it for the fame or the money. And any that are, I think, are uh, they very quickly find out that that is it's a bit of a crapshoot. Yeah, I think that like you're gonna be putting in a lot of free time. Well, look at I think you can like look at people who have quote unquote made it financially, right? And a lot of them still come back to the things that they love to do. Like you look at somebody like Chappelle; right. he doesn't need to do stand up anymore, but he obviously ha- feel has a, a, a an expressive compulsion to feel the need to do it. Uh, maybe yeah. somebody like. Michael Keaton, uh, uh, future guest of the show. I'm just put. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put that in the universe. Um, put it into the universe. He he loved doing stand up, but then obviously at some point also found that he either scratched the same itch by performing and acting. So even in those time in the in the 90s when he kind of walked away from it to 
coach his son's little league team and stuff like that. He came back to it because regardless of the money, he wanted to do it. I think if you and I had the ability to say, oh, money doesn't matter. You don't have to worry about bills. Everything is taken care of. We may take large chunks where we don't do stand up because we have the opportunity to go live life or experience something for a while. But because of who we are, I bet if you and I bought a thousand acres in Utah and lived on that, for a couple of years, we would then want to eventually do some comedy that reflected our time living in Utah. It's still just a part of who we are. We may not, the part of the bills maybe makes us do it more frequently than we just would offhand because at the end of the day, we still do need to make money. We still have to pay our rent. We still have to uh, help uh, support people that we love if that's the situation we're in. So yeah, there are times we are doing comedy because it's a job. We benefit from loving what we do so it does it's not a problem to do that but i think that if there were no money it would still be something we would do because the need to create and put that out there is still there i mean i just started the good night show because i felt the need to use the time i have to give back and i'd been working on that show for a long time but obviously it came together right now because a i had the time and and b i felt the need so that would still Whatever your passion is, I think you'd still find a way to do that. If you're if you're into woodworking, sometimes you build a bench because you got hired to build that bench. But without anything, there would be times throughout the year, maybe not as many, where you'd be like, I think I could make an armoire. I could make an armoire out of that tree. And you would probably go do it. So I, it, it would yeah, decrease your frequency. Yeah, I think it depends frequency. on the type of... Yeah. I think it depends on the type of work and what that work is. For instance, Danielle... You are you are relating heavily to this answer because you've already stated that you would continue teaching and coaching. And that is a similar um, commodity, if that's the right mm-hmm. word, that, mm-hmm. that, that Daniel and I are talking about. You have this knowledge of this thing that you are passionate about and you enjoy giving that to other people. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of teachers across the globe that feel that way too. And there are elements of, of how they teach. I mean, we know that in the United States of America, you know, the teaching is not, not some get rich quick scheme of a job that you take on. It is a, it is a lot and it's very difficult. And it's, I, in my opinion, one of the most admirable jobs you could possibly have to understand that in society, we have to share our knowledge of how to do things and what things are and why they exist and how they exist is critical to passing down who we are as people and what we want to, where we want to go as people to other generations. I think it's incredibly important. And you see, there's people that understand that, that they don't really, you know, while they should be compensated way more than they are and they should be um, uh, appreciated way more than they are, the teachers still still do this. I'm not, like we said with broad strokes earlier, I'm not saying every teacher is right. a fantastic person. I'm not saying every teacher is fantastic at their job. There's a lot of absolutely horrific people who teach who are horrible at it and they ruin what it is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people that understand the importance of it. And I, I think what I like about the job that I have is that my job right now is based 100% on who I am. And that's what I am most grateful for is that I, I discovered that I, I wanted to give something and I had something to give and I did it for free for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And I had a blast doing it. My first three years of doing stand up were probably the most fun I've ever had doing stand up and I'm pretty sure I probably made $500 in that three years <laughs> of doing it. Right. If, if that, but what you got out of it but, was priceless. But and what I got out of it was relationships and friendships and, and getting on stage and feeling people laugh when it, whenever you see a comic get on stage, almost all of them are not at all thinking about how much or how little they are making. All of our mind frames are in the exact same place. And it is, doing well in this moment with these people money is not thought of by any genuine stand-up comedian is not being thought of in the moment what you're thinking of is what is this product that i make and can i make people roll on the floor with laughter it's not you're not thinking about the monetary 
thing right. well, in that you, moment. It's not heard... that you don't think about it. You know, you do. You want to make money. You've got to travel. Right. you got bills, you know. This is a selfish thing, but it's the best thing. And everybody could have the amount of this, this form of selfishness I'm about to say. But have you ever heard Adam Carolla talk about why sports are so wonderful? And this goes for being on stage, too. It also goes for being working with wood. It might even go also for teaching a child uh, how to read or how to be a good friend or how to be a good listener. Is He says the single, the, the best the, the, the purest, best thing about sports is being in the moment of it because nothing exists in that moment other than the thing that you're doing. When you are in the outfield and a, and a ball was in, in baseball and the ball was hit out to you in the outfield and it's coming down at however the terminal velocity is of that ball falling through the air and you've got the sun in your eyes and your glove up hoping to catch it, in that moment, you aren't thinking about how much you're getting paid, whether or not you're in a contract year, the fight that you had with your boyfriend or girlfriend the night before, the student loan payment that's due. You're not, and I'm not talking about even on a professional level. This could be your rec league summer softball team in Chicago. But you, in those moments, you don't think about any of that stuff. So to be able to have that thing that does that for you, and if it's getting on stage or making pottery or whatever it is, that's what makes that so good. Because yeah. here's a perfect example, Robert. You made me think about this when you were talking. You did not create that painting character a week and a half ago. You did not start reading the erotic fiction, which so many people want you to come back to. I, I, You've really left some people in the lurch here. But you did not do that for money. You didn't right. do that. You didn't even do that for some sort of opportunity. You're not hoping that somebody at Comedy Central Digital is going to watch that and give you a phone call. You're not obviously right, yeah. you would take that call, but you you that's not why you did it. Can right. you can you actually in the moment on the spot answer if you had the navel gaze, what made you do that? Read that book. Is it the feeling of it feels good for me to express something funny that I think I can make other people laugh? Is it is it turns my brain off and maybe by doing this I'll turn some other people's brains off too? Do you know what yeah. it is? Well, in terms of because I have of the like same making, thing as you, where you're like yeah, oh. making a character like that and shooting it and cutting it all together. It, it this is why There's I, no it money exists. From it. Exactly, it just exists in that world of art and creating something. We all go to. Uh, almost every artist or builder or anybody, it doesn't necessarily have to fall in art, but when you are, when we as people are creating something, it's a Zen-like state mm-hmm. of of going to a place and being focused on this thing that maybe has no importance whatsoever, but it's just uh, a comfortable space for me. I don't want to speak for everybody. I think there's a lot of people that could relate to it. You know, someone sits down to paint a picture, they probably go to this very Zen place, and the thing that they are trying to achieve is not the painting. It's the 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 what they get out of the process yeah. of the thing. Yeah. And so to that end, I would say uh people that enjoy the process of whatever it is they're doing probably have a job they they are passionate about and love right um and like we you know daniel and i are saying everybody in our current system of life wants needs money we all while we can all agree money doesn't buy you happiness it does buy you relaxation and Mm -hmm. relaxation Mm -hmm. can lead to happiness Mm -hmm. so it can buy you the recipe (laughs) yeah it can buy you the recipe but uh but there's a lot of people who, if they enjoy the process of what their thing is, then they, they – and it's not a braggadocious thing. It's something that every person who's capable of that should feel very fortunate that you have it and you spotted it and you nurtured it and you, you maintained it because that is the truest gift uh, you could possibly have. And I think Danielle, Danny, however she wants to be called, I think understands that. Uh, completely with teaching and everything. And I think there's a lot of people that do understand it. And uh, to to answer this question, if you got rid of money, um, I would probably still go on. If I had a way of getting food and I had a way of making sure my family had a home and everyone said, Hey, if you do a show for the town, no one's giving you anything. I think I'd still do a show for the town. 
But if you said, hey, Rory, you really need to go do this other thing because that's where your family's food is going to come from, then I'm going to prioritize that over getting to do the show responsibility for the town. But it doesn't change that I don't want to do that show for the town because it isn't just for the town. That's also my place of Zen. Okay, that's my thing is because I just had someone ask me this week. They were like, hey, I saw you did like a Saturday 70s radio show on Instagram Live on Saturday. And I go, yep. And they're like, what do you, how come? What'd you do that? Like, what'd you do that for? And I go, because it felt good to do it and I thought people it's might fun. like it. And that's yeah. it. it. So it makes me think that like I could go to my my best friend, Corey, and, and say, uh, why the fuck did you spend all day working on your lawn? And you know, he could say the exact same sentence to me because it felt good doing it. And I thought other people might like it. And yes. I liked it. That's yes. the other thing. But th- yes. that's tied into I felt good doing it. I liked it. And I thought other people might like it too. And it can be yes. small. It can be big. But if it feels good doing it, then it's worth it. That's, I mean. And, and if and also. And you're not hurting for, anybody. For how, you're hurting yourself. For me as an artist, I my my first thing is, does it make me laugh? Do I right. think it's fun? Do I like it? And because that that's my first filter with everything that I do it isn't a disrespect to my audience and it isn't, it is, it, it, if anything, it's the most respectful thing I could do for my audience is make sure that me, the producer of the thing likes the thing that I'm doing, Mm -hmm. because if money mattered the most, I wouldn't be making what I like. I'd be making what I thought the most amount of people would like, because that's, what's going to get me the most amount of money. You also would not be as successful. And I wouldn't, but I wouldn't enjoy it. And because I wouldn't Which enjoy it, one, it would I just agree. be a job I was doing specifically to make money. Yep. And because it isn't, and I, this is, I, I'm, I'm going to in my, my portion of it on this note, during this pandemic, I've been posting nonstop on my Instagram, uh, anti-Trump stuff, because I think this administration has failed people greatly. Mm-hmm. I've posted stuff that is maybe somewhat frightening in terms of what I've read or been sent by people to consider posting or reposting. And a lot of it that I believe, for the most part, 90%, very helpful information and maybe inspiring information. In that process, I have lost I think around 6,000 followers on my Instagram. There is Good no riddance. there is no part of me that sits there and wishes to God I had those 6,000 people back. Because if you can't understand what Instagram is, and if you can't understand that everyone can post whatever the fuck they want, and if you can't understand that I am not on Instagram because I want to make sure you are entertained and happy. I don't want you being my fan. I don't want you being my follower. And if you go, I love your, I love this part of you. I love that part of you. And then you talk about this and it makes me hate you. I don't care. I am one package. If you don't like the package, there are so many mm-hmm. packages you can go buy. I am not on Instagram to make money and I'm not on Instagram to make sure I have X number of followers. I'm on Instagram because every now and then I want to post something that is sometimes a picture of a cloud. Sometimes it's something funny. Sometimes it's about my family. Sometimes it's about politics. There isn't some heading that my Instagram page is about. Someone wrote me and they said, you should start another page that says feelings and opinions since that's not what my page is supposed to be. That is how dumb so many people are, that that's how their brains operate. I'm not, I, and I know I'm now ranting about uh, Instagram, but my point being... No, your point being is like, I what don't, do you do I it don't for? Write my, I don't write my jokes to make sure the audience likes them. I want them to like them. But if I like my jokes, I then have faith that the audience will like them. And yes, Daniel and myself and every comic in the world is wrong a lot of the time. (laughs) We have jokes that we are like, that is so funny. And the audience ends up not liking it. And because of that, this thing we really think is funny becomes less fun to do because you guys as an audience are going, we don't get it. We don't understand what it is. 
Which is there fun. are jokes. Make no mistake. And I know Daniel well enough to know that this is a fact for both of us. We have jokes that very few people laugh at. And there is no world where you will see those jokes get taken out of the set right. because we believe we are not wrong and we're not in it to get 100 people to laugh. If five people laugh, we go, there, that five gets it. They, get they it. know what's up. It's, you they know what? We've it. talked about this. This is what we say to the people who listen to this show. When you come up to us after you go, I'm a penny or a paller, I'm like, oh, you get it. You get more yeah. than even what I just did on that stage uh, for those people for 45 minutes. You get it. And I will tell this yeah. to anyone, and I say this to myself, and I say it to you, Rory, as well. You want to be a fan, and I'm saying this to me, too. I want to. You want to be a fan of someone who doesn't always cater to you because if you go out and you seek someone out there who all they do is consider making you like them for everything that they put out into the world that person is soulless they have nothing it's so gross and and, and i know some of those people in this world you know some we all know some of those people in this world but in the comedy community we, we could have an off mic conversation but my point is, is <laughs> my point my point is is that that person should say Hey, Rory, you posted that thing and it really made me laugh. And then you posted this other thing and I really fucking hate it. And you should say, yeah, but what you don't understand is the feeling is the same. I put something out because I wanted you to laugh. And then I put another thing out because I wanted you to be informed. And so I'm still giving you what I think is relevant for you to see. I'm not sorry, but it's unfortunate that that turned you off and made you hate me. But you, the same vein that you're like, oh, I love and Rory gave me something he thought I would laugh at is the same vein that gives Rory saying, here's something I think you need to be informed on. And if, if, if you, if you get a hundred percent a pluses from every person you're a fan of, they're, they're not actually giving you themselves. They're giving you what you want. And that is fucking soulless. I don't know how yes. we got all the way there, but I still think it matters. Stop assuming that an, a comics Instagram page is designed to make you laugh and entertain you. I know, I know, I'm willing to bet money that most of our lis listeners are like, "Yeah, no, we get it." I we know, know, I know, I know. We're we're the choir. But those people the out choir. there that that like, hey, you you should be, <laughs> your Instagram should be really funny. It's like, yeah, I I hope sometimes it is, but. Sometimes it isn't, and I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't need to. I tell don't you. care. Right. I don't care if you like it or not. I I do stand up comedy. For, for instance, this Portland show, my last show. I think there was like somewhere between 150 and 200 people. I, I don't remember what it was. Sure. Somewhere in that area. Right. And I I didn't go on stage that night hoping that 200 people or whatever leave tonight going, that was the greatest show ever. I, I left that show going, did I, did I think that was good? Do I think what I just did is good? Cause I've done shows where I went, that was really good. And it, anyone else would go, I think you might've bombed. And I go, I don't know. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean, but I had a lot of fun and I can only really go off of, Go right. off of that, right? You know, yeah, because you just um, put yourself into it. Yeah, I don't know how we got there either, but that felt good. I that think, uh, I think. So, just to be clear, Danny and Kyle both wrote a letter, and I think for our next episode, Kyle, we're gonna kick it off with your letter next week. So okay, for sure. Tune in again. He also wrote a really great letter, different different context, but um, I love that conversation, Danielle. Thank you so much for writing that. Um, sincerely, your pen pals. Rory Scovel and Daniel Scovel. It wasn't so long ago. <clears throat> a podcast network live nation presents concert week now through may 14th get 25 dollars tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75 percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 savage alanis morissette cage the elephant celeste barber dirk spentley fade hootie and the blowfish janet jackson kids bob kids megan trainer bissell puma sarah mclaughlin get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just 25 dollars until now through may 14th 
Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.